guys this is lisa the purple haired mom and welcome back to the purple haired podcast this is probably the hardest podcast that i've done because it's such a personal subject and i feel like the story needs to be told the right way and the message needs to be put out there it's just really hard to vocalize it and it's really hard to record when people interrupt you with calling you every five fucking minutes so The topic today is accepting the love we think we deserve, okay? And what that means is the relationships that we get into, the way we are treated and the way we allow ourselves to be treated is really based in our feelings on ourselves. If you've ever heard the phrase, you can't love somebody else until you love yourself, I can base a lot on that because I've seen it happen. Now, I don't rely solely on that because sometimes you could, you know, you could be in a crappy situation and somebody boosts you up, you know, with with love. So, I mean, it does have a lot to do with it, though, because for me, from the age of 15 is when I was allowed to start dating. I didn't, however, date or have my first boyfriend until the age of 21. So that's six years that I went, you know, I didn't have a date. You know, most girls, when they're like, yay, I can date. It's because they have somebody in mind that they want to date and they have somebody to be their first boyfriend and to go with. I did not have that. I would get crushes on guys and absolutely, you know, get wrapped up in these guys and they never were interested in me. They were always interested in my friends because I wasn't your typical high school girl, even though I was developed because I developed at the age of 13. In the 90s, that type of body shape was not considered cute. It was made fun of. I was called the blob. I did not have men pounding or boys pounding on my door to come see me. I spent most of my weekends alone and that whole thing made me very, very self-conscious because I wanted to be like the other girls, small chested with, you know, thin legs and thin hips and no butt. And that's what I wanted because everybody was looking at my body and telling me that my body was wrong and my body was gross. So I didn't really know what to do. So I kind of had to kind of retreat inside myself. I spent a lot of time in baggy clothes. So I really wasn't attracting attention. I was doing myself no favors because I was putting myself in baggy, horrible clothing. I, you know, like I said, I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 21. And the only reason that I had that boyfriend was because he used me to get back as his ex-girlfriend or his ex-fiance for leaving him because he knew it would hurt her. And I ended up pregnant and that's how we ended up together. That is not the start of a healthy relationship. I mean, my, my family, his family, they were pushing us. You need to get married now because you got her pregnant. And I'm like, wait, 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 no, I don't think so. But it was a really tumultuous relationship. He was very controlling and narcissistic. And it was just very much not a happy relationship. So when we did finally split up, 
uh, he immediately jumped into another relationship and threw it in my face that I didn't have anybody. After him, I didn't have another relationship for eight years. Eight years. And this is without any type of casual dating. Uh, for some reason, I cannot get the hang of, of casual dating. I don't know what it is. Oh, and just so you know, today's Friday, so I am drinking wine tonight. I feel it's needed, especially for this topic. But I cannot get the hang of casual dating. So I would fall into one relationship, and then I was out of it. And then it would be a long time of me being alone. And at that point, I was a single mom of two boys. I had had two C-sections. What I thought my body was a wreck before, now it's really a freaking wreck. And I'm all by myself and tired and nobody wants to be around me. I'm finding all of these guys that are wanting to fetishize me. So they're like, oh, you're a mom and, oh, and you're big. Okay, just a little tad bit side note, guys. Do not fetishize bigger girls. We are not a fetish. Either be with us because you like us or move it along. We are not your fetish. And that's what I was finding that guys wanted to do. They wanted to make me into their fetish. And that's not how I roll. So I would find these guys and I'd be like, oh, hey, do you want to catch coffee? And they'd be like, no, um, let me come over. No. Okay, well, you want to come over here? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Why would I want to come over? I don't know who you are because they just wanted to sleep with me. They didn't want to get to know me. None of that. I didn't have another relationship until eight years later. And with that relationship, it was a matter of convenience. We had known each other since I was 11. He had just come back from deployment overseas in Iraq for 16 months. And it was like we went out to celebrate him coming home. And it was just kind of like... You know, I was like, I'm lonely. And he was like, yeah, me too. And that's kind of how it was. We just kind of accepted it. You know, we were both very complacent about it, which we shouldn't have been, but we were. And it made for a very unhealthy relationship because neither one of us really wanted to be in that relationship. And I ended up pregnant with my third son. And... Because of his sister telling him this, that, and the other about me, stuff that wasn't true, saying that I talked bad about him and all this stuff, I, you know, it was really bad. And she was just talking to talk pretty much. Because of that, you know, he ended up listening to her and threw me out of the house while I was pregnant. So I was pregnant out on the streets with my small son and by myself i delivered my kid my son by myself my third c-section and i was pretty much i had to go and live at my dad's house because i didn't have any place to go so i was kind of just it was me and my kids living at my dad's house and i was not in a good place and it was because I was not taking seriously what I wanted. I was settling. I was just kind of looking at myself, well, this person's not going to like me because I have kids. Well, this person, oh, I'm not pretty enough for this person. 
i'm i was telling myself what i wasn't and i wasn't concentrating on what i was and i wasn't concentrating on my good on the good qualities that i have i was concentrating only on what i saw wrong with myself so all the things that these guys had told me like i wasn't good enough i was never going to amount to anything nobody was ever going to want me if i wasn't with them that was all stuck in my head so I didn't go for quality. I was not going for quality in the guys that I was dealing with. Basically, if they said something as to I'm pretty, it was, okay, anything you want. Because I didn't think I was pretty. I didn't think, you know, so if if they told me I was pretty, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, they, they really think I'm pretty. And it was, it was sad. It was completely desperate and sad and should never have happened. I didn't have another relationship after that for about about two years. Um, actually, it was over two years because when I was when I left when I uh, I was booted out, I was about three months pregnant. So I was, you know, so it was about two years that, and then I went back to work and I met somebody at work. And it was basically the same old, same old. He was horny. So he recognized a vulnerable person, which I was. There was no question about that. I was a vulnerable person. So he saw that. And he used the right words. And I ended up in relationship number three. All he was looking for, he had just gotten out of a relationship. He was a manipulative bastard. He had just gotten out of a relationship and he still had her stringing along, having her bring him to work and he was living down the street from her so that, you know, she could do things for him. And then he brings me into the picture and she's feeling some kind of way because I don't know exactly what their status was. And after about a year or so, I end up pregnant with my fourth and last child, my daughter. And I should have walked away because he was so emotionally abusive, so toxic, so narcissistic. And this is what I kept falling into. This guy told me I wasn't allowed to tell anybody that I was pregnant. Like my family could know because they didn't talk to anybody. But I wasn't allowed to tell anybody I was pregnant. I couldn't be, he didn't want me to talk about it on Facebook. He didn't want me to talk about it with my friends. He didn't want me to, he didn't, he wasn't telling his family because he was still sleeping with his ex-girlfriend. And she, of course, wouldn't sleep with him if she knew that we were together, but he was telling her I was his roommate, that we weren't together, that we were roommates and we slept in different rooms. And even after, you know, after my daughter was finally born, um, you know, his family started calling me. Uh, we heard a rumor that you were pregnant and we have a grandkid and all this. And I'm like, yeah, he told me I wasn't allowed to tell you. His family was really pissed because they adored this little girl. And he, while I was in the hospital recovering, was still sleeping around. He cheated on me probably no less than 10 times. And I stayed for four years because I didn't think I was gonna do any better. Because he told me I wasn't gonna do any better. 
Who's going to want you? You have four kids and your body's messed up. Who's going to want you? And that's how I felt. I allowed this man to tromp on my self-esteem and make me look stupid by these girls he was sleeping with. And some of them, I think two of them were actually in my, in my bed that we shared. He gaslighted me at every turn. If I caught him in a lie or caught him cheating, he'd turn it around on me. Well, why were you snooping through my things? You shouldn't have been doing that. See, that's what you get. I planted that there because I knew you were going to be sneaky. None of it made sense, but I accepted it because we accept the love we think we deserve. And if we don't find ourselves deserving of being treated with kindness, treated fairly, treated with love and respect, then we're not going to end up with people that respect, love, and care for us. And that's what I was ending up with. After he and I walked our separate ways, um, I had had enough. I ended up moving out to California with my kids. That was my way of, that was my solution, was moving 2,000 miles away from everything and just starting a new life, which is what I did. I have been single now. I was, you know, I started just like, I'm just going to be single. And I was single from 2014 to now. So I mean, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, six years. So we're at six years I've been single. And once again, still to this day, cannot figure out how to do casual dating. I can find guys that, you know, chat me up in dating sites and, you know, want to hit, hit at me up and, oh, hey, you know, down to fuck and all that. And I'm like, no, oh my God, no. So it's funny because I know the types of people that are attracted to girls like me. And when I say girls like me, stick with me. I am a single mom of multiple kids. I'm also a bigger girl and I've been single for a long period of time. I am the biggest prey for fuckboys and scam artists. I have had so many guys hit me up on Instagram. Hey, oh, you look like an angel, blah, 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 blah. And I already know what this is, but I entertain it because I'm sorry, it makes me laugh. So they'll do the whole, oh, yeah, I love you, baby. And oh, I would be there, you know, to cuddle you and all this other stuff. And you can tell they're not American. And then out of the blue, like, I don't even talk to them that much. There was one guy that, like, I really didn't, I think I answered him maybe twice. And he just kept sending messages and I wasn't even responding because I had other things to do. And he popped in talking about, hey, baby, if you really love me, Will you send me, uh, send me a hundred dollars? I need help. I don't fucking know you. But the problem is, is that girls like me who are overweight, you know, they're bigger girls, they're single moms. Sometimes they're not even single moms. Maybe they're just bigger girls who nobody wants to give a chance to. They get desperate. We get desperate and we get complacent to where the first person that gives us a compliment we're ready to bend over backwards and trust with our lives. And that's what happens. I hear people go, well, how could they have fallen for that scam? Desperation and sadness. Because 
they're at the point where they don't believe that they deserve a, a knight in white, you know, a, a knight in shining armor, a white knight. They don't believe that they should have this because they've been told that they don't deserve it. So I had to take the six years that I took away and I needed to figure out who I was. I needed to be stronger. I was tired of having feelings for people that didn't have feelings for me back. And they were manipulating my feelings into getting what they wanted. And I was tired of it. So the first thing I had to learn how to do was to say no. Hey, can I? No. Hey, would you mind doing? No. I had to learn how to say no. I had to learn how to stand up for myself because I was worth standing up for. So if nobody else was going to stand up for me, I was going to stand up for myself. And the second thing I needed to do was to learn to have a bullshit detector. Okay, bullshit detector. There's going to be guys that jump onto your dating profile on all the online sites and they're going to tell you, man, you are beautiful. Can we meet up? Question everything. Because... Number one, I'm sorry, I know what I look like. I may think I deserve Zac Efron, but I know that Zac Efron isn't jumping anywhere near to try to be with me. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'd like to believe all these hot TikTok guys really do like big girls, but I'm realistic. So when I see a really hot dude jump into my DMs and tell me that I'm his dream girl, I'm going to question it now. You know, before I would stop and blush and be like, oh my God, it, this isn't real. But I would get excited about it. Now I'm just roll my eyes and like, oh my God, okay. I actually, there's a dude right now on Instagram. I still can't tell if he's real or not. I don't think he is. But he does post a lot. But then he told me today that he's recruiting in South Africa. So I'm like, um... Why would you be recruiting in South Africa? So I didn't, you know, so I just kind of stopped talking because I didn't want to give myself the headache. But I can't stand it when it's assumed that I am a desperate, vulnerable woman because of my size and my status as a single mom. I do not respond to guys that jump in my inbox now and say, "Um, hey, baby, DTF. Hey, can we meet up? And if I look at them and I'm like, no, I will flat out tell them, thank you. I appreciate it, but no. And that's when I always get back to, well, you're a fat bitch anyway. See, dodged a bullet. That's the kind of people you want to stay away from. I wouldn't have been able to do that before. I'm strong enough to stand up for myself, not only in person, but online. Because I do my research now. I will look into somebody's profile. I will look to see if it looks fake. I will look into everything. I question everything because it's necessary. So what do I think I deserve now? I believe that I deserve somebody who treats me with respect, somebody who will love me for me, whether I'm the size I am now or whether I'm skinny. I, if they want me, you know, if I wanna be skinny, I want somebody who's gonna support me, do things with me, not criticize me. I, I, I expect somebody to be faithful. You're not going to come home to me and after you've gone and fucked the world. No. Either I'm it or move it along. That, that's all that there is to it. I'm worth more than that.
And I, it's, it's one of those things that I think this, there's a scene, there's a scene in, um, I believe it's Scandal. And it's probably one of the best things I've ever seen, even though I didn't watch the movie, I saw this scene. And she, she finally stands up for herself and she tells him, I am not a toy you can play with when you are bored or lonely or horny. I am not the girl the guy gets at the end of the movie. I am not a fantasy. If you want me, earn me. And that is what we need to have for ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. We need to make sure that they are earning our love, our trust, and our respect. They don't just get it. You don't tell me I'm pretty, or they don't tell you you're handsome and gorgeous and automatically get everything. That's not how this works. We are worth more and we deserve the happy ending. It may take a little longer to find, but we deserve it. So next time you find yourself looking at an inbox and wondering if this guy or girl is just looking for sex or actually wanting to make something of it, play hard to get, make them earn you. Just have that thought go through your mind. If you want me, earn me. Because that is important. If they're willing to earn you, then they're worth the time because they've just decided that you are too. So that I finally got through it, guys. I got through to the end of the podcast. No interruptions. I'm so happy. Guys, I will be doing a another special episode podcast somewhere down the line. I don't know what it's going to be on yet. I have a feeling. I think I know what I want to do it on. But honestly, that might end up just being a business podcast. I don't know. I, I think I've taken to posting podcasts up like sometimes at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. I am trying to also get my YouTube posting more. I had a video already to post up and I'm trying to actually get it to post. It's kind of stuck in limbo and stuck in iMovie. So I'm trying to get it out. Um, but I will be posting one of those um, here this week, assuming I can get it to do what I want it to. Assuming. So. Um, I thank you guys so much and thank you guys for all the love on the podcast and giving me all of your listens and all of your plays. I appreciate it. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope it resonated with you and I hope you were able to take something away from it. And until later, we will see you next time on the purple haired podcast. Have a good night.